1: Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey! This is that story show, people. This is Hallelujah! You're watching? Hey, he who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into a street. I was
2: <laughs> I left her some guano. And <laughs>
1: Hey, podcast people! This is that story show where funny real life stories take the spotlight. It's episode four forty six, brought to you the week of August twenty fourth, two thousand twenty three. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here. Hey, <clears throat> sorry. He, he's mostly here. His 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 phlegm here. is here. Yeah, I'm here. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> wow, where did that come from? That's awkward. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Totally ruined the joke that I was going to tell you, too. You you so. should have practiced talking before you get on the podcast. Do your pun. <laughs> Come on. Do your joke. Hey James, did you I got a food fact for you. It's more of a food fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, french fries yeah weren't originally cooked in France. Yeah. They're cooked in Greece. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Greek fries. I hate that joke. I I hate it right now, but I love french fries. I took all the joke sound effects out of the sound effects launcher. So the but bum bump is gone and so is the won wang wah So you earned one. Uh how about this one? People Jeez. people laughing but not really. <laughs> yeah. I I still kept the one. Those Greek fries. They'll do it to you. <laughs> we have to do this. We have to introduce our guest. He has been wowing audiences for over 10 years, blending uplifting comedy, music, personal stories, and pop culture into his interactive shows. He has a new comedy special called Oracle of Drybar on Drybar, of course. And he's a regular on Sirius XM. He's been featured on Fox, ABC, San Francisco Chronicle. He emcees award shows. He's won Best Director for his documentary called David's Ark. He's written a hilarious hilarious mystery novel called Lone Star Lance. He lives in LA with his wife, two sons, and his dogs. Introducing the one and only David Studebaker. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Look at all the stuff he's done. What have you done with your day, John? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Uh, Nothing at all. I... I spent the I day. I spent the day stalking David Studebaker online. <laughs> so
3: nice. How you doing, man? <laughs> Welcome sorry. to the show. <laughs> um, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is this is an honor. I'm. I. Uh, you know, it's not every day that you get to hang out uh, with your. Which I know this may not be for the audio or the visual, but your Discord room. Bunch of great people. I may have misgendered one of them. That's fine. But you know what? They're great people. And you know, The profile picture. There was a man directly in the middle. What am I going to do? You know what? That's fine. Great to be here.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. we always start with an opening story. This one's called Toilet Water Trauma. It's from Eden in Helena, Montana. I hope I'm saying that right. This is Eden. Ooh. And I wanted to tell you about the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. It started on a regular, completely ordinary day at home. I had a feeling that I had to relieve myself, so I went to the bathroom. And after finishing going as you do, I flushed the toilet. But little did I know that someone else before me had clogged the toilet. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) You know the kind of clog that you can't see until you flush the toilet and the water goes up instead of going down? Yeah, it started overflowing all over the floor. I knew I had to clean up the water before I got my parents' help, so I reached in the cupboard to get some towels to soak up the mess. But to my shock, there were no towels in the cupboard. All that I could do was find a washcloth, there was a freaking rug, and a hand towel. There was so much standing water on the floor that the water completely penetrated and soaked everything I tried to put down. I completely panicked. I knew I couldn't just casually walk downstairs and be like, hey, uh, you know, Mom, how you doing? Guess what? Uh, there's a quarter inch of water in the bathroom. No, I had to clean up the water uh, any way possible. So I looked down at my clothes, <laughs> and I said to myself, with great honor comes great sacrifice. I proceeded to take off my clothes, throw them on yeah. the floor, and attempt <laughs> yes. to soak up the water. <laughs>
3: That's how you do it.
1: (laughs) Full commitment. A hundred percent. The water (laughs) entirely soaked my clothes and they didn't even help. They didn't do anything. (laughs) I gave up on the idea of cleaning the water. I figured I'll just run to my room real quick, right across the hall. No big deal. Get some clothes and go get mom. And just as I was about to make my little streak across the hall, the worst thing possible happened. My dad comes (laughs) clomping upstairs. (laughs) So now... Running to Keep my room family. is not an option. So dad would see what? me. Dad would see it's me. Dad. Ooh, you know, he saw me my whole freaking childhood, but you know, now right. suddenly, no, it's a big deal. So I looked down at my sopping clothes and I got an idea. This is where it gets really, really crazy. I grabbed oh, my no. soaked clothes off the floor no. and I put them back on. That's gross. Sorry, Eden. That's gross. If it. If it what, what's the saying james if it if it falls if once in it thing- goes into a certain thing it belongs to that thing like if you had to a tooth that. fall out like a crown or something and it mm-hmm. fell into poop it now belongs yeah, to the poop you can't clean it and put it, it back poop. in and once clothes go in pee pee water it belongs to the to the sewers yeah. now it, so it well
3: actually can i can i make an argument yes <laughs> urine is urine is sterile urine <laughs> to me different ball game yeah poop if there are if there's Diarrhea or poop or poop remnants—that's when it's been claimed. Urine, sterile, not worried. No, well, we're just
1: going to have to agree to disagree on urine because I,
3: <laughs> but I also am. depends on whose urine too. If it's my own <laughs> urine, not worried about it. You know, really? I mean, there's people who like I pee on themselves the for fun. People drink their own pee. I mean, I know, just, and there's so, they're crazy. I am in Los Angeles. We do crazy things here. All right, this is. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, but, you know, I just imagined her suiting up like freaking Iron Man, all these wet clothes slopping on her body. (laughs) But anyway, so now I can't run to my room. Dad would see me. So I looked down at my sopping clothes. I got an idea. I grabbed them off the floor, put them back on. I ran to my room and changed into fresh, non-wet clothes, but left them. Mm on the dadgum floor to stink up Mm. the carpet. Then I told mom about the situation upstairs. So don't put on wet toilet water clothes, my friends. I'm probably still contaminated with toilet water over 99% of my body. That's my story. Hope it makes it on the show. Eden from Helena, (laughs) Montana. Thank you so much for your story. That was amazing. Oh.
0: Yes, congratulations.
1: It made a good good job. You know, honestly, it's very rare that a story makes me laugh out loud. When I read that, I was in here by myself <laughs> laughing my butt off and then it, i I was laughing at the put the water you know, clothes in the water and then she freaking puts them back on. That that's next level. Yeah, that's
3: the twist. That is the twist. Oh that's uh wow.
1: <laughs> it's dedication. Impressive.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well done. What I want to know is, I mean, those must have been some like very disciplinary parents because- uh, Yeah, she was so scared. I, 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 yeah, Like, I, you got to be really afraid of those parents. Be like, yeah, I'll put on poop clothes just to not have them be mad at me.
1: That's true. There, yeah. there are children that have probably died because their friends saw them get injured and they're more worried about telling mom yeah. than yeah. getting their friend help, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh. sounds like a Stephen it King wasn't novel. Even, sorry. Her
1: fault. It's kind of dark. She didn't. She didn't clog the toilet. Somebody yeah. else did. Yes. it. Yes.
3: Also, good point. Again, very good point. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's do some news nuggets. Okay. Superban Detroit woman says she found a live frog in a spinach container. This comes from Southfield, Michigan. A woman in Southfield, Michigan, rather, got a fright Southfield. when she discovered a live frog in a pack of spinach. From a local grocery store. Hey, it sounds like cereal box in the 80s to me, you know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Get a a free pet. Yeah, you get a free pet. (laughs) Amber Warrock purchased the sealed spinach package from a store. Her daughter found the live frog inside and screamed. She returned the package and the frog (laughs) to the store to get a full refund. Because if you don't bring back the frog, you're not going to get all your money back should get a bonus. The frog was released by the store workers. Here's the kick though. The Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development now is expressing concern because they couldn't confirm if the frog was a freaking native to the state. Ah. You know what? If it's not, yes. it's going to die lonely. So, <laughs> why does it even matter? Anyway, the incident was reported to the US FDA Taylor Farms, the owner of Earthbound Farm, apologized and empathized their commitment to quality veggies and slimy pets. No, I added that point. Quality <laughs> pest free veggies. So kids, if you want, <laughs> if you want a new friend, you heard it. Taylor Farms, that's the kind of spinach I, I- you want. <laughs>
3: I will say, as a, uh, once again, uh, frou-frou Californian <laughs> who who is obsessed with his, who literally, and this is true, when I'm in a new town, uh-huh. again, my my buddy James, who's my opener, who's a very strong uh, strong man, unlike me, m- he makes fun of my, my happy place. When I get to a new town to perform, the first thing I do is if they have a Whole Foods, I go there, uh-huh. and it gets me into my happy place, and I feel comfortable. So, that being said, uh, I am that annoying person, however... The organic, like the the organic, like Earthbound Farms and some of the other organic companies, like they're labeling for things. It, the virtue signaling on their labeling annoys me so much. Like they, they'll probably start putting no frogs in this. Like there was a laundry detergent. I, I it cream. was eco friendly laundry detergent, and I swear you, it had a stamp on it that said certified gluten free. Wow. What do what we do? Who is that? Oh, that's if, for the Tide Pod Certified. Yeah, but like if you if you're kicking back tall glasses of laundry detergent, I think you have bigger problems than gluten. Okay? Like are there are there people like like eating like people with celiac disease, there's just tons of people with celiac disease who who wash their clothes and then eat them. Like my socks benedict have, has gluten in it. Get me the epi-pen, honey.
1: It's really crazy.
3: I, they they really need to relax. And I swear there's going to be a frog. There's going to be a frog label now. Yeah. I I promise you they will have a frog.
1: 100% frog-free. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this f- certified frog free.
1: Delayed Noice. passengers growl after a bear escapes from a crate in a cargo hold of an Iraqi plane in Dubai. Before I begin, <laughs> I fly <What>? southwest <laughs> to ev- oh. avoid the possibility of ever being on the same plane with a freaking bear. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Baghdad. didn't they put a bear on the tail on that? Oh, that's Frontier. Never mind. Yeah, Baghdad. Iraqis prime minister has ordered an investigation. (laughs) The prime minister into how a bear escaped from his crate in the cargo hold of an Iraqi aircraft as it was due to depart from Dubai airport, leaving passengers disgruntled over the delay and causing a stir in social media.
3: You have to pay extra on Spirit Airlines just to not have the bear next to you. That's the <laughs> It's an upcharge.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you get on, you can buy spinach, you get a frog. You get on an airplane, you get a free bear. You know,
2: yeah,
3: right, a,
1: the exactly. bear experience Sounds is like extra. A, we won't give you a glass of water, but you get to come pet the bear during yeah. the flight. Airways said it wasn't to blame for the bear's escape. The bear did it. He had you know a little lockpick set. The crew worked sense. with authorities- in the United Air Emirates, which dispatched specialists... Did you know you could specialize in removing a bear from a plane? You can. Yeah. Because there are specialists who sedated the animal and removed it from the plane. A video clip circulating on social media showed the plane's captain apologizing to passengers. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to let you know that uh, if you look (laughs) at your right, the bear is asleep and it is being moved right along with all your baggage. And the baggage he ate... (laughs) We'll be getting off the ground in just about 15 minutes. Thank you for holding. <laughs> they had a takeoff delay because the bear's escaped from its crate in the cargo hold. All that uh, bum around and, and growling you hear? That is a bear. <laughs> in accordance with the law and procedures and standards approved by the International Air Transport Association, the bear was carried out. So apparently they had freaking rules and regs in effect that weren't followed that led to the prime minister of the whole country to get involved could you imagine
0: the prime minister
1: <laughs> i mean how big of a bear was it <laughs> like was it was it a, like a cub yeah was it was it a you know dubai i have to imagine it's somebody rich that owns it maybe it rode a ball maybe <laughs> yeah. it was a, a circus bear maybe it had a little vest on you know i don't know He's my pet, man. Oh. Keep him in a little crate like they keep the dogs in. <laughs> the freaking crate was useless because the bear uh-huh. got out. So Yeah. we got a couple of announcements I need to get through real quick. Hats are available. Uh, Etsy.com slash inocast. Get them while they last. I say that because I want it to seem like they're going fast. I'm not selling a freaking one of them. I mean, they were popular <laughs> for a minute. Now I got two boxes of hats. Buy a freaking hat! Etsy.com slash inocast. <laughs> If you love me, you'll do it. Subscribe to That Story Show's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol, That Story Show. We're doing shorts a couple, three times a week, and they're fun and entertaining. If you love what we do here, you'll absolutely love what we're doing on YouTube. So check that out. And then a theme show. Remember our theme show. We're going to wait until we get enough content for it, and then we'll put it on. So you've got time, but do it now fears and tears so let me just elaborate Mm. if you have ever scared the crap out of somebody or somebody's scared the crap out of you we want those (laughs) stories we also want times you've made somebody cry and times somebody's made you cry you can think back everybody's got that third grade story on the playground you might not think it's funny but i'm just wicked enough to think it is so please do that for me it's time for us to get into our featured story time (music) Let me tell y'all a story.
0: Let me tell y'all a story. First, a quick word from our sponsors
1: All right, David, I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a a (laughs) quiz, but it's about you, so you probably know all the answers.
3: I hope so. All right.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, I hope you studied. So (laughs) tell me about your poop makers.
3: Uh, Well, I... I actually I have four what? of them. I have four of them. I live. I I have two dogs and a baby and a four year old. And so oh. yeah, there's a lot of. And they're both boys. They're both big boys. So my entire <laughs> life is poop. It's just a constant flow of poop. Yep. Uh, so I only do stand up just so to get much. away from the poop, just to escape. You know, for a couple hours uh, from the onslaught. Uh, but yeah, no, they're Good material. Uh, yeah, right. And My uh, my so- I, so I have a four year old and the baby. My four year old. Um, I, my wife calls him mini me. Cause he's like, Aww. we're, we're best friends we, we're, during COVID. Um, like he was like a baby during the initial shutdown. And so I was just home all the time and she was working at the time. So I was his primary caretaker for the first like year of his life. And so he and I are like extremely bonded and his personality is very similar to mine. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's, sweetheart even though he's bigger and stronger than me oh um already at age four and then the the baby is wonderful mischievous uh and uh too smart for his own good he is uh it's gonna be a problem it already is a problem you you shouldn't have a (laughs) one-year-old outsmarting you on a regular basis oh man they are so Uh, slick
1: They're so slick at that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah.
3: And he gives looks like he he gives. He's got the eyes of like a fifty-five-year-old anarchist. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah. But I'm no, watching it, you. It, yeah, no. But I love being a dad, and uh, they're they're a, a true blessing.
1: Wow. I think the Menendez brothers had those kind of eyes when they were babies. Oh, so.
3: yeah. Well, yeah.
1: watch out.
3: Wow. Hopefully not that level. Uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> just more uh, subverting whatever we want him to do. Uh, just lock
0: your door when you go to sleep, okay? Yeah. Clearly. Or
3: lock his. One the
1: two, unless he's as good as a bear, and then you know yeah. it won't work. Uh, so, so tell me about your dogs. What kind of dogs do you have?
3: Um uh, i have a jack russell papillon mix uh and i have oh. a yorkie poo a yorkie so poo. Uh, extremely
1: non-masculine <laughs> dogs yeah uh, no that's cute fine cute little yorkie poo. Yeah. my mother is a dog breeder and so i know about oh, wow. the accident called the yorkie poo i know about hey, that you know what? Ah.
3: It, it shouldn't be an accident that <laughs> that dog i will say it might have, it, 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 even though I make fun of. It, he is the perfect dog yeah. in my opinion because he's hypoallergenic. Uh, he's like 15 pounds. He likes to play, but he will lay on you for like 15 hours That's straight. You perfect. could, you could. He he will. He hmm. whatever you want to do, he does. He is the most well behaved like just perfect. Like the other one, the Jack Russell, she's a little crazy. Okay. Mm. Cause she's, she's got pappy on, She And she also, there was some weird breeding that was going on. So one vet said that she might actually have Fox in her because of the way her teeth, <laughs> like the shape of her teeth. She's like, like we'll walk by literally, like in our old complex, there'd be like this really drunk guy. He'd walk around and multiple times over the course of a couple <laughs> years when we were there, he'd walk by and just look at her and be like, what kind of dog is that? And then he would just he would just he would just walk away confused because she's gorgeous, but she has blue eyes and a bushy tail like a fox fa- or like a oh, long wow. flowing tail like. But but yeah, but she's all like white with spots and the big papillon ears, and she even will like hunt like a fox. Like when when you take her and my other dog to the park, if the other dog gets far away. She will get into a crouch position, and foxes when they when they hunt they they crouch and then they they pounce on, and she will do she mm. will stalk him and then hop and pounce and when she was a baby, she would make the fox distress noise when fox babies oh, are skinny, so you
1: have the answer to what's the fox say
3: right I do yeah no totally <laughs> so she's uh but she's but she's definitely like i mean she's still sweet, but Definitely different different ballgame. But the Yorkie Poo, if I was going to pick, like, the perfect mix for me, yeah. Yorkie
1: Poo. Love them. Awesome. Tell me your journey story uh, from what you did before comedy to where you are now. Just go. Be awesome.
3: Well, thank you. I guess – so the <laughs> funny thing about what I – like, my journey in stand-up is I started doing stand-up full-time when I was 19. Oh, wow. So, like, my, my journey – Yeah, my, my journey oh, – I guess my journey started when I was six years old and a dentist put a filling on the wrong tooth. That was when <laughs> uh, I, the, and then the brace, I, I had braces twice. So basically oh no. I had a lot of health problems growing up. Um, and like, as a kid, I was a really good basketball player. And my best friend what growing up, who he actually plays professional basketball now. Uh, but he, like, it was both of our dreams to become professional basketball players, but as he got bigger and blacker and I got skinnier and wider, it was very clear (laughs) one of us had a future. I was much better at making fun of the people he was dunking on uh, than actually playing. Uh, But I did, I had a lot of health problems, especially in like middle school. So I would, I would watch, stay up late. I'd watch a lot of stand up and old sitcoms. And then I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area and my aunt and uncle live in San Francisco. So they would take me to the punchline when I was like 14, they started taking me and it's the and if you, anyone doesn't know, The Punchline is one of the more legendary clubs yeah. in the country. Yeah. And um, to me, it's the perfect comedy club. Uh, but what was funny is the uh, the first comic I ever saw live, I sat front row for Bobby Slayton, which um, I don't know if it did, uh, you guys, are you familiar? Basically, he's an old comic. He's called the Pitbull of comedy. He is one of the more hard-edged, filthy comics of oh. the day. <laughs> uh, so it was... Uh, but what he did is, because I'd only watched Janep on TV, and he interacted with the audience a lot. And I didn't know that was a thing at that point, especially because, you know, now, I mean, there's, you know, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok where people see crowd work, but at that time, you know that wasn't a thing. So all you saw was just like Comedy Central or you know HBO specials right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, seeing that and the the and I do a lot of crowd work in my shows. It was just it that was really cool. And then also going to the punchline, which like seeing that there's like a middle class of comedy. Yeah, because you think like mm-hmm. at that point in time, also you just basically knew like Jerry. So you saw famous comedians in their specials, but I didn't realize there was like a an, an a an in like a, a like you a working make class. A living. Yeah, yeah you can make a living not as being ultra famous. So uh so that was kind of when I got the bug. Uh and I went to an arts high school uh where I, I, I studied I focused was um film and um I actually my long story but my health problems kind of continued and I was able to start college uh because I had a really bad sleep disorder and which worked out great because stand-up you perform at night so uh it's i was like like i was one of the few fields that worked uh but uh i finished my first two years of college by the time i was 18 and so i started touring with a a rock band which i don't recommend okay do not open when you're especially when you're new trying to do stand-up Opening for a rock band is the absolute worst I can imagine, thing. Yeah. like uh, the my the worst one uh, just quickly was they there was a heavy metal venue that they did, and I had to go out and open for them at the heavy, me- which like I I've never understood like mosh pits in general. Like I don't get the thing of like, mm. I love this song so much. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Oh, like yeah. you don't know don't. man.
1: back in my day yeah,
3: right oh. I, I I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a virtue to it, but uh, definitely not conducive no. to comedy. <laughs> uh, but I, so I, but I was kind of more hosting for them, not really doing, I hadn't like officially done like up. And then the summer before my junior year of college, um, I, when I was, I just turned 19, I performed for the first time. And, uh, what was crazy is within like the first six months of doing stand up cause I didn't have like. I the kind of barrier that some people have in terms of stage fright because I had done some theater, I had done acting, I you know <laughs> opened for a rock band, which nothing can be worse than a standup stage <laughs> than that. Uh, so I I had a I had a really quick rise, and I'm I'm still pretty physical on stage, but I was really physical on stage at that time, and so I was able to be entertaining at a level that maybe my writing wasn't and my life experience wasn't at that level. Um, and also it was more of a novelty then to be a young comedian now, again, with the internet and with everything it's, it, there's, there's yeah. a lot of younger comics, but at that time it was like a yeah. thing. Um, and so, yeah, within like, within a few months, like six months, I was, I was like headlining shows. I was getting offers like for nibbles from CBS and MTV to host shows and do I, and, and what was fascinating though about that is I, my I was not like a child star, but mm-hmm. like it, like I was so not ready. Both my maturity, my ego, everything was not at all ready for even that like little yeah. success that I had. And I was, you know, uh, up until then, like, so I, the braces, so the braces, the reason I brought up the braces earlier. <laughs> is i so I had braces the first time in middle school, and this was like i this was the 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 orthodontist I had I think he hadn't updated his tools since like the Eisenhower administration <laughs> because like it was like I had the headgear did you guys have headgear did I, I never had it. braces never okay like, it, well john you what what was the deal like head headgear was like who came up with? We're, we're going to put a miniature Bowflex power lifter in your in your yeah. mouth, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh well, you have options. You can wear it at night and try to sleep with that torture I'm device sure, on your that face. Works. Yeah, or you can wear that during the day and wear that to school. And I'm sure the school bullies will not notice at all yeah. that you look like a 1950s cartoon character. So right. um, yeah, so I didn't. Your so
0: headphones, I, man, leave me alone. Yeah,
3: exactly. So then I had braces again in college uh th- those first uh, first year i was like last year of high school first year college which uh i already looked like i was 14 so adding braces to that i was not exactly catnip <laughs> for the ladies there and this is true my, my we were broke and my cell phone carrier the only cell phone i could afford was a virgin mobile pay-as-you-go flip phone which yes. uh, is the perfect phone to make sure <laughs> you stay a virgin <laughs> Uh, so that was, uh, that was so, but I, I got my braces off my sophomore year. I started working out a lot. I, you know, started doing more theater and that was, and so the reason I bring that up is again, ego wise, I went from like, you know, kind of sickly braces, little guy to, all the girls who rejected me in high school were, were like interested in me and i'm you know like the local paper was doing write-ups and there were tv nibbles all that stuff and i completely flamed out uh oh. and i had a lot of issues oh. and and it was like a year of like just really rough health problems uh like mm. crazy stuff like i i had to have surgery on my throat and oh. it was just it was some wild oh it was a wild time uh but uh so so yeah so then i had to kind of rebuild And kind of mentally, physically, spiritually find the way to kind of do this in a sustainable way. Um, But, yeah, so from there, it was just kind of slowly building up over the years, you know, working the clubs uh, in San Francisco, building kind of a a name there. Then I moved to L.A. about seven years ago. Um, But, yeah, so that's kind of Mm. but the origin story uh it definitely that that those early years were really crazy uh when i first started out
1: that's crazy but you were possibly the only comedian that's ever crowd surfed so yeah
3: <laughs> or at <laughs> there, least there, there had you the go.
1: opportunity
3: so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: didn't even have to carry guitar
3: you know the ironic thing this is the funny thing about about um the entertainment industry in hollywood is when i started I was very much like kind of egoic, all about me was, you know, was it and, and I was getting nothing but opportunities from like, you mm-hmm. know, things that could have accelerated me into a, like actual, you know, be, real fame. Once I kind of was like, you know what, I want to do this for, for the love of bringing people joy. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I'm I'm coming from a really good place suddenly offers dried up completely <laughs> and it's been like you know it's been a slow and steady like jump but like listen a- mtv and cbs have not come calling no, see, ever you, since you uh, had a chance uh, you know. to
1: sell your soul to the devil to sell, and you I didn't thought, yeah, do yeah. it yeah so my second favorite question is how awesome is your spouse
3: oh i mean uh well i mean number 1 she is the most amazing person i've ever met so and she's wonderful but I mean, how else would I answer that? Even if she wasn't, I would have to, you know, because, like, I know she get could these be com- just like, off camera. Comedians, yeah. these, these so these comedians who get on stage and they'll just, like, just rip their wives. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sometimes the wife will be there. I'm like, what, what like, I, I, no amount of laughter would be worth yeah. the just awkwardness no. and horrible time at home if I was, and I would never. I mean, my wife is a genuine living saint and I love her with all my heart. But, but even if she wasn't, Come on, what are we doing? Like, right. I, yeah, I, I'm too shrewd for that.
1: That's great. That's great. I want to yeah,
3: stay great. married. That's the other thing, too. I, I uh, Last year, I did uh, uh, 24 shows, headline 24 shows on, uh, on a cruise ship. Um, uh, we can get to that. I got punched on one of those. Uh, that'll be the other <laughs> feature story. Okay. I got punched at can one. I see at, that
1: on the news. At a
3: kid friendly <laughs> show. Teasing it for later, I got punched during a kid friendly <laughs> show um, on a cruise ship. Uh, But one of the reasons why I I don't do cruise, I don't, I don't do cruising much anymore. And I, I, I always resisted doing them was I don't, you know, a lot of times when you're on a cruise ship, you're gone for a long time and you don't always have great Wi-Fi and you're kind of disconnected. And I don't like Mm. to be disconnected from my wife and from my kids um, for, for too long of a time. So, that's great. um, yeah, no, I, I, and, and it's funny. Cause like on stage, I'm very, I do, I'm very kind of party-ish on stage and I do a lot of fun things on stage, but off stage, I am the perfect comedian to be married to. If you're a wife, uh, who, who not that my wife gets jealous, but like literally like I get off stage, like, and I go to my hotel, and I eat crackers. I drink milk, and I go to bed. Like I don't, oh. I don't drink. I don't party. Look at you! Like, and audience members will want to afterwards. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, it, I that was on the stage. I'm just. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed and disappoint you greatly.
1: That's great. That's good to hear. That's that's how you live a long and healthy healthy life in LA, right there. Yeah. yeah you know.
3: Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's your Longevity. I, I get a
1: lot of offers, but uh, yeah.
3: Well, I, and it's funny too because like on the cruise on that cruise ship they had like a chapel and like I, sometimes I often like after each show I'd like dip into the chapel to try to wash wash the cruise ship audience <laughs> off of me. No offense if there some the cruise ship audiences I'm just saying yeah. they get a little wild. Uh, and uh, and sometimes people would see me in there and then they'd be like, wow, that's that's a surprising uh, after show party. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Well, uh, there, there's the wife, so, but yeah, she's amazing. She's and and it's it's wonderful because. We definitely blend really well in terms of our values and what we want uh, career-wise, too. Because there's an old saying, there should never be two headshots in a marriage. Mm. Uh, and uh, meaning like, mm. two entertainers together is, mm. is tough. And she definitely, um, you know, she doesn't like the spotlight. She's introverted. She, and she loves being, like, she's a stay-at-home mom now. And she's always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so it definitely, we're a good team.
1: All right, tell me quickly, if you can, you wrote a book, it's uh, on Amazon Kindle, it's on Audible, tell me about your book, and also tell me about this David's Ark thing, the documentary that focused on people in places that protect animals and the environment. I want to hear about that.
3: Yeah, so so the book uh, is Lone Star Lands, look at that, Lone Star Lands, right there. There it is. Um, It is, it's definitely, it's the most... Uh, it's my favorite thing that I've ever done in my career it's very personal Um, there's a lot of humor in it and um, and, but like I so I tried to make it humorous and it's just a mystery it's very entertaining it's a it's basically a fun easy read through the whole thing but I it was really freeing because you know with stand-up you have to just like always be making people laugh and and with even like I write, I have a degree in screenwriting and I write screenplays sometimes, but you're thinking about budgets and actors and this was just fully freeing. I could put in whatever I wanted to do. Uh, and so there's just a lot there. I, there's within it, uh, you know, I try to kind of, because uh, in my family, there's a, there's lots of different you know uh uh people who have different views on religion politics all different kinds of things right. and i wanted to kind of have have a book that show and we all coexist well and i wanted to kind of have a book that co- that could show that that kind of anyone could read this book and enjoy it and feel like they were properly represented in cool. it and be entertained and have a, a great mystery and that it's been really nice over this we i got the reader's favorite five star award um and Ah, uh, the audible. I narrated it, so uh, you, if you want me, it, it, I I do all the you know I do everything on that one. So uh, if unless you're annoyed with my voice so far, <laughs> I didn't narrate it. Uh, but uh, Different but yeah, so it's definitely you know, and and it takes it starts out in San Francisco, um, and then it goes to Texas. Um, and, and there's, uh, there's just a lot, there's, there's a lot there. There's secret societies and, and secret theater clubs and murders. And it just, it gets really wild. Um, so, and it, all the proceeds go to a very good cause. Um, they all go to um, paying for my son's diapers. So the uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the Baker Diaper Foundation very much appreciates you getting it on Audible or Amazon. I right, drop that name uh, yeah, again.
1: It, drop that title again. What is it?
3: Yeah, it's Lone Star Lance, like this, like Star the Lance. state of Texas, Lone, the Lone Star State. Um, and uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, by I just and downloaded it's,
1: yeah. it. Sorry.
3: Oh, thank you, I mean, thank you. I'm honored. I I appreciate to... it.
1: Yeah, I'll spend an audible credit on it.
3: Thank you. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that.
1: Thank you didn't you. download I... it for free, just in case you're thinking that maybe I... <laughs> hey, thank and you.
3: bootlegged. No, so. I I'm I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that, John. Thank you. And uh yeah, no, it it definitely it's been cool. The other thing, and I'll I'll stop droning on about it, but the other thing that's been really cool about it is it has made my shows, it's given a, even more meaning to my stand up shows because I mm-hmm. sell them after shows. And I I get to you know, cause not all shows are, some are kind of rugged and tough, but it, it, it's like any, any author would die to have a book signing like, oh, that, yeah. where you have, you know, yeah. that many people there where you, so it, it really, you know, it's been really cool. Um, and, uh, cool. I, yeah, so, and, and, and again, teasing the featured story, there's a tidbit in the featured story about the creation <laughs> of that book. Uh, so, All yes. right. and then David's arc, <laughs> yeah. David's, arc, just quickly. Uh, that was, uh, it was a show that kind of developed. Interestingly, we just started doing some, we just shot for fun, some stuff I wanted. I got kind of, I love animals and, and I love, you know, I love the planet and I felt like, you know, a lot of the discourse was very much dominated by people, kind of loud voices on either side on that. And to me, like most people are just trying to like make a living and they'd like to help out, but they, you know, sometimes it feels like such a massive thing or it's confusing or whatever. And so I just wanted to have a show that was like funny with me because I'm a dummy. So like it was just me jumping into the world of like places that help animals and, you know, making it funny, doing that. It was kind of an offshoot of a show I did for a cable channel uh, back in the day. Uh, and so, and and then one of the episodes we did, a couple of them won some awards in some film festivals, uh, including Best Director at the Oregon Documentary Film Festival. And would you believe it, James, I'm teasing another part of the featured story. <laughs> There's a featured story That's about how teased. the quasi-death of David's Ark uh led to something really cool okay so but it's it, it still lives somewhat we still may do it but we where can we had people some nibbles. find it? it's on youtube I, we put all the episodes okay. on youtube okay the one that won a bunch of awards if you're going to watch one um watch the marine mammal center one you literally can just type in david studebaker or david's ark like noah's ark and then marine mammal center okay. it'll pop up or you can go to my website, davidstudebaker.com, and it'll have all the episode, a bunch of the episodes there. But uh but yeah, the Marine Mammal Center one, that's the one that won a lot of the and that was kind of our pilot that then got us, you know, almost on a big streaming network and yada yada. So wow, that wow, was wow. David's
1: office. Well, it's time. It's time for you to tell some of these stinking stories. I want to hear the story of you getting punched in the oh, face of course.
3: i so yeah i did 24 shows they were separated out but 24 shows total last year on the margaritaville cruise ship oh boy um oh. And, uh, <laughs>
1: okay yeah it's basically a floating bar
3: <laughs> yeah exactly um or a floating motel six whatever well i'm not gonna hold i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna be nice you can look on youtube and you can see the reviews uh so uh he doesn't work for him okay. anymore we say what he wants yeah right so uh they do so it's a two night cruise usually I do eight nights in a row and there's a show every night so they go back and forth between Palm Beach um, and a very sad port in the Bahamas um, and <laughs> so the first Don't night get off the boat yeah I literally, you know it's funny I ironically say that I in 24 shows I got off the boat two times uh, and I I just walked and then I got back on yeah uh, so uh, and margarita doesn't even have access to the nice cruise port unless there's another ship there uh so uh yeah so where was that yeah so they do two shows so the first night is a kid-friendly show and then the second night is an adults-only show Mm. and um And the night I got punched. By the way, they would do the show, the kid friendly show. It was like it was 10:30 p.m. at night or 10 p.m. at night on a booze mm. cruise. Wow, which okay. I got a lot of kids, you know, <laughs> at that show. Yeah, um, I don't want to go. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> And, and I mean, there weren't a lot of kids on that ship in general. I would mean, walk around and I, I would see a kid. I'm like, what are you doing here? I mean, this is where you go <laughs> to get <laughs> you know <laughs> hammered and, you know, like. <laughs> Sipping on a
1: pina colada.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, so I, before I come out, so it's a, like a big theater. It's a gorgeous theater. Um, and there's like, you know, there, uh, there's no security though. Okay. In this <laughs> oh. 500 seat theater, which they tell me is actually standard for some cruise ships. I don't know. Uh, but the host comes out for the kid friendly show and it's, you know, this is just, you know, one of their hosts, not like a comedian. So I'm coming out cold and I had to do two completely separate sets, um, each night. Mm. So, uh, the host comes out and this is how that night they introduced me. They go, who here wants to see some adults only comedy? And the whole theater roars, and then they go, "Well, you came on the wrong night. This is the kid show." Oh. And the whole theater boos. Okay.
1: Now
3: David Spade
1: So thanks, guy. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So uh, I so I come and what I am trying to do to kind of change the energy after the booing is I'd have the, the play music and I would I would go into the audience and kind of high five dance a little bit and then walk back on stage. Well, as I'm walking back to the stage, there's a guy sitting to my right, and as I pat about to pass him, he has this crazy look in his eyes, and he and he shouts to me, "I'm gonna punch you in the nuts!" And I'm like. <laughs> okay wow nice to meet you sir uh and and so i'm like no you're not and i turn and he he haymakers me uppercut in the butt (laughs) so and now and so now i'm like okay what do i do like i I don't want to ruin i don't want to get a fight with this guy and ruin it for the four kids who are there to see the show so (laughs) i'm I'm gonna be a pro yeah i'm gonna soldier on so i get on stage (laughs) But the whole time I'm on stage, I'm looking over, and this guy still has this crazy, (laughs) angry look in his eyes, staring at me. Why is
1: he so angry? I don't
3: know. And so, and he's, and so, like, finally, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's the guy who wanted to punch me in the nuts. And he stands up and he shouts, yeah, and I'll do it again. And he runs out of the theater. Wow. Well, well, now I'm on a floating prison with this psychopath who's just <laughs> roaming around anywhere on that <laughs> ship. <the> puncher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so there was a woman next to him, and I was like, "Who was sitting next to him?" Was you know who that guy is? She's like, "No, I've never seen him before in my life." Well, it turns out security later said that is his wife. That is his wife. She just, I maybe not for long. I don't know. So, so then after no, what, what now? You who I missed that. During the show, like Uh there was a woman sitting next to him, who who was and after he stormed out, I was like, "Do you know who that guy is?" Oh, and she's like, "No, I've never seen him before (laughs) in life. I don't know who that guy is." And it turns out later, security said that's his wife. They they showed me her picture on the like the room
1: key. (laughs) I wouldn't claim him either, (laughs) right? I've never seen him before in my life.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So then, so then, security is okay. Tomorrow night, we will have a security presence at your show. I'm like, okay yeah right thank you so i get i start my set two minutes into my set i look up and i see the security because they're way off in the back i see them run out of the theater and i'm like okay that's oh, comforting uh it turns out there was like a like a nine person brawl in the casino oh my gosh. Like, i don't know if the oh. nut puncher tried to play blackjack or something i don't know uh, she <laughs> doesn't but, work yeah exactly so uh yeah, so needless to say, um, I am uh, not complaining that I, I don't do the Margaritaville cruise ship anymore. Wow. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that couple. I just imagine their <laughs> yeah, wedding. He's, he's down yeah, at the right. front, and the pastor's like, we've gathered here today. I'm going to punch you in the nuts. You yeah. know, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not that... looking forward to that. I mean, I've heard kids say that to me before, so I guess maybe. Well.
3: Yeah. right. And the thing is, like, th- th- as I kind of mulled it over afterwards, I think initially he thought he was being really funny. Uh. Like he just may have like one of those faces <laughs> that it has just crazy looking face. Yeah. And hmm. so and then when I was like, no, like, you're not going to punch me in the nuts. No, you're not. I think he got mad that I got mad at him threatening to punch <laughs> me in the nuts. And then that's why he was like angry and then and then and then especially since i called him out on stage further angered and ran out because then and then like later like because security tracked him down and he was just like sitting in the lounge just like just watching (laughs) these ladies dance and do karaoke it was very it was very weird i don't know i just yeah yeah not 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 for me not for me wow
1: man i I think you should go on some sort of list if you if you're that guy (laughs) You know they yeah. they put pedophiles on lists. You know if you're a nut puncher, you should have to wear a t shirt yeah, like, or something. Yeah, just to warn people. Yeah.
3: Well, and the and the other thing about it too, why like I was extra on high alert is <laughs>
1: you bet. know I, you're
3: you're in in it, C and the laws are different there. Like the, the, I, like people say like actual like legit private investigators and, and people like that will say like if you want to murder someone, do it on a cruise ship. Oh no, because yeah. it is because. There, it's the laws. You're ju- you're not you're not under American jurisdiction, and the, and who investigates laws. what happened sometimes can be tricky, and so it just it mm. depends on the cruise ship. It depends on where you're sailing, but yeah, it's so that's also where like you know I mean like they do have a metal detector coming in. Like I wasn't worried about right. you know anything like that. <laughs> but it just, it's not, a, you're stuck. Like if it's a comedy club, like, you know, there's actually, if you want to go on my TikTok at Studebaker Comedy or my Instagram at David Studebaker, there's a very recent video. It's like the most recent or second most recent or third video of a woman who who towards the end of my set just the, just stormed the stage. And, but she just wanted to like tell a really bad joke and she was very hammered. and oh And God. so like in that situation, you know, I, and I didn't get mad. It was fine. Like it was okay. I, you know, you'll see how I handled it in there. But, um, but in that situation, like I get to leave that club and like go home or my, to my hotel afterwards. Uh, you, so, whereas, like a cruise ship, I'm like I'm in that fishbowl. Yeah, you know, all stuck. the time. I I go to the to get food. I go everywhere. And you're in long hallways. You're stuck. It's it's just so that. Um, was not comforting,
1: Okay, uh, I will say. I I, I want to let you go soon, but there is one story that we happen to have submitted that might be connected to your nut puncher guy. Yeah. Maybe this it. was a tale from his childhood, all right? Asher, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Asher Coombs sent this in. He said, three years ago at a Christian summer camp, I was volunteering at, I was in the kitchen, and we were standing around waiting a, for a couple minutes for the kids to come in, and one of the cook's kids told me, I bet I could get you on the ground. He was like 12, so I assumed that he would try to tackle me, and I took the bet. He was wearing heavy hiking boots, and he reared back his leg and kicked me squarely in the junk. (laughs) So, good lordy, Pants, it hurt like mad, but I... I bet he couldn't get me on the ground, and I wouldn't go down in shame. So I chased him down with adrenaline holding the pain at bay for seconds. I took his hat from his head, and I slapped him around with it. But I didn't do anything because I didn't want to injure the child, and I didn't want that added to my offenses at camp. But here's the (laughs) kicker, pun intended. When I peed a couple of minutes later, there was a definite red tint in the stream. Oh, no. And I can't imagine that was normal. Mm. So I learned that day that if a guy says he okay. can get you down, his first target is the junk, and he's probably had <laughs> practice, so he knows what he's doing. Asher Coombs. So, <laughs> I'd Let's like to go. thank you for being on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, th- first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you to the chat. I mean, listen, Montag, putting the link to the audible in the he's discord amazing chat. what a hero Montag! Yeah. thank you uh the not a man vip trapnell uh for uh, getting it on the wish list uh or no uh, someone just left i don't know what happened someone left the discord as i was thanking them uh, they don't like being complimented in the chat all <laughs> i want to say is thank you the chat's been really cool i've been enjoying it you guys the, you rock in the chat which, actually, that's a quick thing, too. Uh, I I do a lot of... I still do a lot of virtual shows on, on Zoom, like corporate events, uh, which an hour-long show alone on Zoom is a special kind of performance purgatory. Wow. Uh, but uh, unless you want to hire me, in which case I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. Please hire yeah. me uh, for your company's <laughs> event. Uh, but... Uh, but no, I so but I do I actually do really enjoy some comedians don't, but I really enjoy this format. I it was awesome being on with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And where you can find me, my website, DavidStudebaker.com, just my name, David and Studebaker Like the Car. Instagram at David Studebaker, uh TikTok at Studebaker Comedy, YouTube at Studebaker Comedy, I believe, but if you just search David Studebaker and Comedy, you'll see my channel will yeah. pop up. Yeah. Um Facebook at Studebaker comedy. I only use my my personal one. That's where like all my stuff is. I, I There is like a David Studebaker page that there's like 12 followers. I never use it. I don't, I, I it, it lives on its own. Um, right. It's a long story. We won't get into it. I have bored you enough. But yes, thank you so much. Uh, this. Oh yeah, and I guess I'm on Twitter or X at David Studebaker. I also post on that once every seven to eight years. Uh, but sometimes I do, so it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. This has been truly a blast. This is such an awesome podcast and wow. uh, honored to be here. Thank you, John and James. And right. get Lone Star Lance, please. Yes. He, the diapers, they're expensive. <laughs> Come on, Audible. <laughs> Amazon. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's generous donations like you that keep the Studebaker Diaper Foundation alive. All right. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much. This was a blast. Awesome.
1: Down. Awesome. Have a good evening.
3: Thank you so much. You All too. Right.
1: All we have left, really, is to choose our winner. So, um, yeah. They only had two stories. And my favorite was the first one. My favorite was Eden's. Yeah. Yeah, Eden's story was awesome. All right, Eden, you're a winner. So congratulations. Yes. All the way up there in Helena, Montana. That's the capital, I think, right? Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for us to get the heck out of Dodge. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. Do you have a funny life story? Could you use an extra 50 bucks? I bet you could. Submit your story at thatstory.show, where you can also find links to our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, or even on TikTok now and if you love the show spread the love by leaving an itunes review special thanks to our producers james spangler carrie wright and christopher tynan and remember if something weird painful or embarrassing happens to you like being punched in the nuts don't get stressed don't get depressed just turn around so they can punch you in the butt instead and think hey this, this belongs on that story show we'll see you guys next week thanks john <laughs> thanks james thanks david wherever you went. yeah. <laughs> It was too soon uh, it was too soon <laughs> maybe we can call him back uh, uh, david well, the baker i miss him like a laker he's not a basketball player because he was too white like a salt shaker <laughs> hey i did it i pulled it off yeah all right you sing about eden being able to buy some new clothes i don't know if i have time let's see Eating so wet She needs some new clothes She needs a new skirt and blouse And pantyhose She got them soaked in some pea water As thick as she could But you know what It didn't do no good Cause her daddy probably saw her While she ran across the hall You're against the wall Trying to keep from falling Anyway, that's all <laughs>